Hello and welcome to Cinema Chat with David Heath. And I am your host. And my name is David Heath. And on Cinema Chat, we talk about the movies and the people that made them. And uh, this week, we are going to be talking about the 1997 film L.A. Confidential. Uh, L.A. Confidential is a neo-noir from 1997. And what is a neo-noir anyway? Uh, Neo-noir, well, the, the noir films came out in the 40s and 50s and they uh, were dark films with dark stories and dark themes dark pictures and everything was dark which is where they get the word noir and usually the characters were dark and not not pleasant most of the time and uh, a neo-noir well we can't really make neo- a full noir nowadays because movies are in color and it kind of it's a little too bright uh but a neo noir though has a, a list of characters that are highly flawed or at least a little flawed and it's still a dark picture and lots of bad things happening and dark themes so LA Confidential fits that. Uh, I think there's one scene in the daytime where you almost kind of see Blue Sky, but that's about it. Um, LA Confidential is a film that was adapted from a, a book by James Elroy of the same name, LA Confidential. And it was a, a book that had a much wider scope than the film. Um, otherwise, it might have to be a TV series if they adapted it onto the screen. Uh, but this is a, a film, and they t- took a set of characters, and they made uh, a film out of that particular uh, part of the story. It's set in 1953 in uh, Los Angeles, and it's also well, it features mostly the dark underbelly of Los Angeles, the, the crime element of Los Angeles. You see in the beginning of the film, uh, Danny DeVito is the narrator and he talks about how great Los Angeles is, uh, but is it really so great? Is Is that a big lie? Uh, Well, LA Confidential has an ensemble cast, uh, but it centers around three cops. Uh, One played by Russell Crowe. He plays Bud, a hothead, who really just would prefer to beat people up first and ask questions later. He gets quite impatient uh, when witnesses uh, aren't telling them what he wants to hear or telling them answers to questions. And he's basically a thug, and he's he's called a thug in the movie, and it's what he is. He beats people up and minimalizes their, their dignity, <laughs> so to speak, and forces them to answer questions. A guy Pierce plays Ed Exley, a guy who is a straight cop. Uh, with, and and um, matter of fact, there's lots of commentary about his glasses and how nobody on the force wears glasses. Uh, but he's a good cop and mostly a good man. Uh, but he rats out uh, some of his peers 
early in the film, which uh, they were la they were dirty cops, uh, but nonetheless they were well liked, and cops don't like people ratting out their own. Uh, Kevin Spacey is also in the film. Uh, he plays a sleazy cop and would do just about anything to make an extra buck. Danny DeVito plays a, a, the reporter in the film that uh, pays Kevin Spacey's character, Vicenz, uh, for stories. And he also narrates, uh, quite strangely, uh, some of the first act of the film. And then the narration just kind of disappears. Uh, or about midway through the film, I should say. Uh, James Cromwell is uh, Captain Dudley Smith who approves uh, of violence and thuggery in order to help solve a case and to get questions out of a witness. Um, and he does a pretty pretty great job. We'll talk more about him in a little bit. But uh, Kim Basinger is the thread in the story and in the film. Uh, she plays uh, a prostitute that's part of a ring of prostitutes where uh, there's a, a guy that... Uh, Hires all these people and some all these women, and sometimes does plastic surgery in an effort to make them look like uh, movie stars. And in this film, uh, it has Kim Basinger who uh, resembles Veronica Lake, but her character uh, is uh, the one that ties all of the the film together. And uh, before I forget, I, I want to mention that there's a, a scene in the, in the film where Guy Pierce uh, uh, at Exley uh, comes to a, a, a restaurant and he looks at a lady that looks an awful lot like Lana Turner. And it's a really uh, actually one of the few pieces of comic relief in the film where he says, you know, uh, uh, a whore that looks like a movie star is still a whore. And he says, and then and he, and uh, they, they said, uh, well, no, that's really Lana Turner. And he's like, oops, uh, that really is Lana Turner. Oh, okay. And so kind of a funny part of the film. Uh, but um, there is a mass murder though at the, at the night owl. And, uh, and in, in the, our characters, our main characters, are, are all trying to solve it on some level. Albeit, for the most part, they're working apart from each other. There's quite a bit of violence in this film. A lot of, uh, a, a lot of uh, dark violence. A lot of, a lot of dead bodies. A lot of blood, and and it may not be for the weak at heart to to watch, uh, but it 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 does have very dark themes. It is a dark film. Uh, but let's talk about the performances, though. Uh, one is uh, uh, Russell Crowe, uh, who, by the way, is, is uh, 57 years old. And um, he went on to play in The Gladiator and A Beautiful Mind and Cinderella Man, where he was really on a roll. Uh, he was really not well known when he made this film. He had done some, done some work. Uh, but this was some a movie that kind of catapulted him, as well as Guy Pierce, and um, he was in those movies. Uh, uh, he's got L.A. Confidential, Gladiator, Beautiful Mind, Cinderella Man. That is a really good run, uh, four year run. Uh, 
uh, and four really well lauded lauded films. Uh, and it would take a while for him to be in something else uh, that was that was great. He's worked consistently, uh, but hasn't been in any really big projects. He was in The Nice Guys in 2017 uh, with Ryan Gosling. That was a pretty big movie. Uh, so I'd, I'd like to know what happened to him uh, and why is it that his, he isn't landing big roles. Is it just that he's getting older? I'm not sure. But in uh, any case, uh, his character uh, is is basically, like I said, he's just a, he's just a thug and he's um, uh, he's he's got a heart. Uh, he really hates it whenever uh, men beat their wives uh, because we would find out later in the film that he, he had to endure watching his mother get beaten um, by his father. So it wasn't something that uh, uh, he tolerated at all. And matter of fact, the big beginning scene, he he tells this uh, man, I'm going to, you know, you'll do a year and a half in jail for this. Um, now, if you want to fight it, uh, then I'm going to tell, tell everybody that you're a kitty raper and you know what they do to kitty rapers in the, in, in the, in prison, don't you? Yeah. Pretty intense, pretty intense role. Uh, but, but I, he shows his acting chops in this film and, and he's extremely intense, but he never takes it over the top. You know, even though he's very violent and very, such a hothead, just always wanting to push somebody or punch somebody uh but uh he does um he does uh, keep it reined in just enough where it's it's very believable uh guy pierce uh played in the film and as ed exley uh, and he will be 54 in october of 2021 uh, he has 83 credits to his name and sometimes he's the lead and sometimes a supporting role uh, other big movies he's been in, The Hurt Locker, uh, The King's Speech, Memento, Iron Man 3. And his performance is probably the most nuanced because he plays a guy that is straight-laced uh, in the beginning and he has to face the facts that sometimes uh, you got to get down and dirty in order to get answers from, from people. And so we watch his character develop. And you're left to wonder, is he going to continue to be the, on the straight and narrow? Uh, or is he going to veer off a little bit? Uh, which um, is something that our next character, Kevin Spacey, did uh, when when uh, he plays Vicenz. And um, uh, now, Kevin Spacey's perfect in this role. Uh, I The question is asked of him, what made you want to become a cop and he, and then his answer was i i don't remember and so uh he plays a, a dirty cop that's you know always always strong on the make always trying to make extra money i don't think he particularly wants the bad guys to win but i don't think he uh, wants to uh, pass up opportunities for extra income uh now as far as kevin spacey himself goes i think we all know uh, what happened to him? Uh, we won't rehash that. Uh, we'll let everybody else do that. But uh, but I do want to ask the question: Will Will he be back? I'm curious to see. You know, if five years from now, ten years from now, fifteen years from now, there's a comeback um, with involving him. It's hard to say. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, 
Let's see, James Cromwell. Um, by the way, 189 credits, uh, 81 years old. Um, he had several terrific lines in this film. Uh, plays a, a guy with a pretty thick uh, Irish accent, and it's it's quite entertaining, actually. And I said I mentioned that there's not a lot of comic relief. James Cromwell provides a little bit of it with his uh, ironic uh, words and or ironic. Um, phraseology, I guess I should say, and and he he plays this role straight so well, uh, and you know he plays a guy that sometimes has to get intense, and um, you see him playing it perfectly, uh, playing the playing the role straight, playing it perfectly, and it's just it's a fantastic thing to watch. James Cromwell is a really great actor, really great actor, and um, he has a forty-seven year career going. And uh, you would probably know him best uh, from the movie Babe. And incidentally, coincidentally, he was also in the movie The Babe uh, with John Goodman. Kind of interesting there. Danny DeVito uh, plays in the film. Of course, we, we hear him a little bit as the narrator. And, um, and he plays a reporter who is always... Uh, trying to get stories and uh, be kind of cheat and be sleazy, cheesy, you know, whatever, easy. <laughs> um, but he's going to be 77 years old uh, uh, later this year in 2021. He has 139 credits over a 51-year career. Danny Reno's been around for a long time. Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Uh, he was in uh, Ruthless People, Twins. And and also in Hoffa in a very serious role. Uh, this movie he does provide a little another little little bit of comic relief, I would say. Uh, but Danny DeVito's presence is just is just kind of funny anyway. Uh, but uh, he plays a very similar role in the movie Johnny Dangerously, uh, where he plays the DA who's clearly corrupt and you know and uh, it's if you haven't seen that that's a funny movie. Kind of the opposite of this movie that we're talking about, but uh, but it's a similar role for Dan. You know, always playing somebody on the take, or you know, someone that's always willing to take someone's money for something. And we mentioned those movies uh, a minute ago where that he's been in, and every one of those movies, yeah, he takes an extra buck. Uh, but but plays this role really well. Uh, there's, uh, some, I mean, he's used to playing this type of role, you know, the, the sneaky little, uh, devil that, that he sometimes tends to be. And, um, he plays this one, um, really well, probably extraordinarily well. And, uh, let's see, uh, we haven't mentioned Ron Rifkin, who plays a pivotal role in the movie. Uh, he plays the DA. Um, he has 129 credits, uh, uh by the way, uh, going um, and then Kim Basinger uh, played, of course, uh, Lynn Bracken. And in the movie, she's she, of course, looks like Veronica Lake. And um, we talked about Veronica Lake on this podcast before. And uh, there's there is a striking striking resemblance when she has her hair exactly right. It does. It, it, it is kind of amazing to watch. Uh, but. Uh, Kim Baser, can you believe it, is about to turn 68 years old? And it's hard to believe. She'll be 68 
uh, later in 2021. Uh, she was in, um, before this, she was in Blind Day, Nadine, and My Stepmother is an Alien. Uh, those are not serious movies, uh, but this is a very serious movie. She plays a really serious role, and I think it plays it perfectly. Uh, she's wonderful in the film. Uh, she also was uh, Vicki Vale in the 1989 Batman, and um, she did that really, real, really well. That was a straight role for her. Uh, not a lot of uh, funny stuff going on there with her, but uh, but she didn't have a lot to do in Batman. Uh, I would say that yeah, she, she made the film better, but I'm not sure she really had a lot to do with it. Uh, I made a ton to do with the with the with the plot. Uh, but in this movie, she plays really the tie that binds the whole story together, and uh, it's um, and like I said, just a wonderful performance uh, by Kim Basinger. She proves uh, that she can act and do it very well. Uh, Curtis Hansen, uh, we haven't mentioned him. He is the director of the film, and uh, notably, he also directed uh, the Bedroom Window, the Hand of the Rocks of Cradle, uh, one and Wonder Boys in two thousand one. Um, he has one acting credit, by the way. Curtis Hansen has one acting credit in a short film. And um, he, he unfortunately died in 2016, and he was uh, 71. Uh, this was his his peak. Um, this was definitely his. This is definitely his peak. Uh, this would be probably this would be most assuredly his his big his best movie and his biggest movie. Uh, as a matter of fact, the film got nine Oscar nominations and only got one win um, as uh, Best Adaptation. Uh, Titanic won all of the other eight categories that this that L.A. Confidential was a candidate in. Titanic won out of eight of the nine, and it wasn't nominated for the ninth. So uh, did win Best Screen Adaptation, but it lost out in all the others, including uh, when Gloria Stewart uh, won over Kim Basinger. And so every single category, just uh, they Titanic kicked to uh, uh, L.A. Confidential's butt when it came to the to the Oscars. It'd been nice to see them split up a little bit. You know, the uh, certainly it'd be nice to see Kim Basinger with the with a Oscar win um, on on. On this, I'm I'm not sure that Gloria Stewart's performance was that was was significantly better, but you know that's just me. Uh, let's see, uh, the film made uh, talking about LA Confidential made 126 million and on a 35 million dollar budget, uh, it does score 99 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the film has often been compared to Chinatown. Uh, the um, 1970s film starring uh, Jack Nicholson. And uh, we may do a show on that sometime. Uh, there, uh, I failed to mention earlier, uh, there is absolutely fantastic music by Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith, one of the uh, three or four best composers of the modern film era, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think, uh, you, you go with, uh, uh, you, you gotta go with, uh, John Williams and Ennio Morricone, number one and two 
um, regardless of which where which place you put them. And um, it's kind of hard not to put uh, Jerry Goldsmith right there in that number three spot uh, with um, with modern films. Um, not sure, and I don't know. There's a way to quantify it, but um, but I would put Jerry Goldsmith right there uh, in that top three. Uh, great music by Jerry Goldsmith. Uh, great uh, script, and uh, uh, there's tremendous character development, and uh, it's really uh, it's really a nice to, nice to see all of the main characters uh, just really uh, go through changes throughout the film and changes in attitudes and um, and slight changes and adjustments and personality you think of them a little differently at the end of the film than you did in the beginning uh but um there is uh you know a lot to like about la confidential uh i don't think that it, i don't think the film wastes any time it does take a little while to develop um and then again uh you see kim basinger play um uh the role where uh, it all kind of ties together uh with her and um, I have been kind and not by not giving out any spoilers. I imagine there's a handful of people that haven't seen seen the movie. Um, again, if you like uh, or if you can tolerate violence, um, then this is definitely a movie for for you. Uh, it's a fantastic film. Uh, I I definitely highly recommend it. Uh, there has been a sequel in the making, but unfortunately, the sequel involved. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, who uh, obviously passed away um, in 2020. And there hasn't been a movement uh, to uh, do anything further with a, a potential sequel since then. So, you know, watch out. It may it may happen. Um, there was a TV pilot uh, shortly after the film and then and the pilot failed and, and it never uh, made to the uh, to the bit to the screen to their TV screen, but uh, anyway, uh, well, uh, we have been talking about L.A. Confidential, and uh, uh, my name is David Heath, and I host this podcast named Cinema Chat with David Heath, where we talk about the movies and the people that made them. And I want to thank you very much for listening. <laughs>